You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here is your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 9th, episode 3243, brought to you today by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. So true. Well, coming up on today's show, we have a health segment for you. Dr. Sally Hyman comes back to the show, and she's going to talk about caring for pleasure trail horses that are in light, sporadic work. What do you have to do that's different with a horse that's only worked occasionally? And of course, uh, you have some weird news? Uh, one or two. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to do that today, and I'm sure we got some other stuff. I want to find out a little later in the show, you got your trailer back from getting that, that nifty flooring put on. I want to see yeah. what, what you think of that, because I had never heard of it before you mentioned it. So we'll get an update on that. Um, also, I just wanted to mention that I did not win the lottery. Oh, uh, I had several people message me this morning because the $1.5 billion lottery was won by one ticket in Florida. So I've had several people message me. And let me just say that if I had won the lottery, we would not be talking right now. I was going to say, you know how I know you didn't win? <laughs> yeah. You're here. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> I would not be talking to Jamie right now. I would pay Jamie off and I would go hide on an island someplace. I'll take that. <laughs> Bye. I paid Jamie for her silence. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I did not win. I don't know who won. Uh, so after, if they take the lump sum, they're looking at $800 million. <laughs> I could do something with that. Mm, I feel like I could too. <laughs> the house we're building on the new property would be a little nicer. You'd uh, have a different new property. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with the house already on it. Uh, coming up, uh, well, as I said, coming up later in the show, we're going to talk health. But right now, I have to mention the Mongol Derby. So it's still going, believe it or not. Um, this has been the slowest race uh, to date, and that's partly because of the rule change where instead of getting to pick your ponies, you were assigned ponies. So that slowed everybody down because everybody at one point or another gets a pony that's a little ornery. So it is usually we would have a winner by now, and that's that's not going to happen. Uh, right now they're sleeping over there, but when the new day starts, we will have a winner. They're two stations away from the end. God, and, this is taking <clears> a long time. It is. Can you imagine being the rider every day? No. <laughs> so we have talked about two women in particular since the start. We have talked about Judith Jekyll, who's uh, the German, now Australian, who w started out in the lead and has been going back and forth with a person they're now calling the Swedish Viking. Linda Herman is uh, now... Uh, past her and is about half a station in front of Judith. So the Swedish Viking is now leading. Apparently it has not been easy for her. She's been kicked twice um, and had a tough time with a couple of these horses, but still is in the lead. 
so she's uh, she. It looks like if all you know, if all goes well, it should be the Swedish uh, girl Linda who would win. Uh, but who knows? And just behind them are three of the guys. Uh, we have a guy from the USA, Matt Perella, uh, Xavier, who we've talked about from Mallorca, Mallorca, May- Mallorca, Mallorca. I can never say that. And then we have one of the Pakistani writers who is. Really close behind those two. So it could be anybody today, depending on what horse they pick. That's what it comes down to. But there will be a winner today, and we'll let you know what happens with that. So do you think that, because sometimes what happens is when there's two people that have been vying for the lead, they'll kind of like hold hands and cross the finish line together. It doesn't look that way. <laughs> I really don't feel like these two, no. <laughs> between the German and the Viking, I feel like, <laughs> like probably it's going to be know, a bloodbath. I've watched a lot of Viking TV series and they seem to want to win all the time. So <laughs> yeah, Same with Germans, so we're good. Now, Judith is in second, partly because she she got a vet penalty at station 25, which means her horse didn't didn't uh, come down quick enough. So she ended up with a two-hour penalty, and that's what put Linda ahead. So Linda didn't wait around. So I'm assuming that, that no. no, we're not going to see any holding hands going on at, across the finish line this time. So that's what's up. That's the latest. You can follow along at, uh, at just put in mongolderby.com, and it'll come up. Let's do some Daily Winnies. Well, happy birthday to two of our terrific auditors, Julie Stoltz and Shelley Billings. Happy birthday to both of you. We hope you have a wonderful day. Also, we're welcoming a new auditor, Kelly Moore. Kelly, thank you for supporting the network and the hosts here and for becoming part of the Cool Kids Club. I accepted her into the auditor room this morning, so you can go in there and have a lot of fun. There's a lot of conversations going on. And there's another birthday, Jamie. A happy birthday to Horse Radio Network. 15 years old. We put out our first Stable Scoop episode on August the 8th of 2008. So thank you to Helena for joining me on that first episode as my co-host. And thank you to Ruth, uh, one of our terrific auditors, for the reminder, because I had totally forgotten. I saw it on Facebook (laughs) Memories, but then I was like, oh, he'll see it, please. (laughs) I had no idea that Ruth reminded me this morning. And thank you, Ruth, for noticing that. But 15 years, we're probably one of independent networks, probably one one or two that is 15 years old. So you're too stubborn to quit. quit. (laughs) That's pretty much what it is. But I just wanted to thank all of you for listening. Without you guys, we wouldn't be here. Without you all over the years telling your friends, we wouldn't be here. So keep telling your friends. Keep listening. We appreciate it. And uh, just thank you so much for for all the love you've shown us over the last 15 years. I need a birthday, Winnie. You do? I do. Somebody's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. I'm a little late, but this person doesn't post their birthday on Facebook. This person tells nobody it's their birthday. And I found out through very sneaky ways. Happy birthday to Farm Boy. That's right. Farm Boy had a birthday and uh, 
like I said, he didn't post it on Facebook, but we got it. So happy birthday to Farm Boy. Apparently, school starts on August 21st. So at Is he some point, back? he has to come back. <laughs> Is he coming school. back to you, though? He he's supposed to be coming back to me. I don't know whether it'll happen or not, but it's supposedly he, he will be coming back. Has he enjoyed his Wyoming? Or no, he's in Texas working. So oh, he's in Louisiana. He's oh. been like working in a cubicle all summer. So he's oh. going to be fa- he he would be desperate to come back. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, cubicle him? No, I don't see that. He either. actually has like when he goes to Wyoming to play cowboy, he disappears. I don't hear from him until he's like been here a week. Well, this time he's texted me and called me throughout the summer. <laughs> he, he called me on Friday night. He's so like, bored. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you're so bored. <laughs> that desk job might not be something he uh, pursues after college. We'll I know, see. right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well that education birthday. and what well, he's going for a master's now too, right? Well, yes, yeah. it's because some some of us convinced him that he won't be competitive in the field of petroleum <laughs> engineering without a master's degree. That's, and he believed me. It is probably true, but I'm not sure he's going to want to do it after this summer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, your clinic, how's that going? Remind everybody. Um, still, we Well, we have two people confirmed. R- reminder, we're, I'm doing the Mont- Monty Roberts introductory course of horsemanship. It's the intro course. It's two weeks long. Um, and it's awesome. If you ever want to become an instructor, a Monty Roberts certified instructor, this is the first step. Now, I've had a lot of people come through this course, and I don't think any of them want to. It's just an intensive horsemanship course where you learn things like how to train horses, join up, long lining, starting horses, uh, trailer loading, fitting bridles on difficult horses or fly spraying, anything that you can't figure out how to teach a horse to do or you want to be better at, this is the course for you. It talks about a lot. We do a lot of like body language and movement. And then there's like classroom time. It is all encompassing all horses all day. And I have two spots left. And uh, so if you guys want to come, please sign up. You can look on uh, Facebook on my Facebook page. Flyover Farm, Jamie Jennings, Certified Monty Roberts Instructor, and find out more or email me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com, if you are interested. All right, very good. Well, I want to find out about that horse trailer, but we're going to have to do that after our guest coming up. Okay. I want to find out all about that. So, Jamie, what date were the courses again? Oh, sorry. I forgot to say that. It's October 2nd through the 13th. So October 2nd through the 13th. And then get all the details from you about where to stay and all that stuff. Yep. All right. Sounds good. Well, Kemen is our title sponsor for today. And since 2021, Equisummit has attracted hundreds of attendees looking to unlock gut health and stress solutions for their horses. The third annual Equisummit virtual learning event is right around the corner, taking place September 5th and 6th. Join us as experts from the industry and academia tackle important equine health issues such as leaky gut syndrome, insulin dysregulation, stress management, exercise, physiology, and many other health and nutrition topics. Whether you're a roper, a venter, farrier, veterinarian, hobbyist, or beyond, you'll find Equisummit has something for you. Don't let this opportunity ride away. See what they did there? Register today <laughs> for free at attendequisummit.com. That's attend 
EquiSummit.com. It is free, and it's September 5th and 6th. Coming up next, the Worst Health Report is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Dr. Sally Hyman is joining us, and she's going to chat about caring for pleasure horses that don't get worked on a regular basis. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Sally. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me back. Uh, Thanks for coming back. Now, where in the world are you? I am located with Total Equine Veterinary Associates in Haymarket, Virginia. Oh, my gosh. It's like horse mecca in Haymarket. Yes, it is. Great place to be. So beautiful. Well, hey, what we're going to talk about today is caring for pleasure horses or trail horses or horses that are in light work. And uh, yeah, like like Glenn said, this is something we haven't really covered because you just don't really think about that. I always think about my event horses or my sport horses, and there's just some horses that don't have serious jobs. And I just got one of those. So this is going to be really interesting to hear about some of the ways to take care of them. So first of all, what are some of the common problems that pleasure horses or horses in light work face? Well, just like all other horses, they do have a job. It's just not as, uh, robust as, you know, your event horse, but they do have to work. So they do have very similar problems to those other horses. But a lot of times we don't pick up on those problems as quickly because we're not asking them to do a a super hard job. So that mild arthritis that they're developing, you know, they don't have to go run really fast. They don't have to jump big fences. So maybe we don't pick up on it for a while, but they will experience the same uh, difficulties and health issues that our elite athletes will, but a lot of times we don't recognize it as quickly. So we do want to treat them the same way as uh, the top sport horses, but maybe we don't have to be quite as aggressive with the treatments or the preventatives for them because their job is a little bit easier. But again, they will have uh, the mild arthritis, the hoof problems, uh, you know, have to make sure we've got good farrier care for them. And then certainly when it comes to all of the infectious diseases that are out there in the world, we want to make sure that they're well protected. So that comes down to very basic uh, wellness care for them. We want to make sure that at least twice a year they're being seen by their veterinarian. Let's get a, a good basic physical exam. Make sure that their weight is good. Check on their teeth. Uh, horses' teeth are so important for their overall health. You have to make sure that they're able to eat their food properly, utilize those nutrients. And if we neglect that, it can really cause problems. And again, something that maybe isn't uh, taken care of so frequently in the pleasure horse. Oh, I don't do so much for him. Do I have to have you know my vet out to do teeth every year? Maybe it gets overlooked a little bit. But when you have a pleasure horse who's losing a little weight, not looking as, you know, in good condition, uh, that would be someplace that we would want to look right away, make sure that they're eating their food well. And then we want to get them vaccinated for what is appropriate in your area. Different areas of the country have uh, different diseases that we need to address, but our basic vaccines, the tetanus, rabies, the encephalitis, Eastern, Western, and West Nile, they're pretty common all around the country. 
here on the East Coast, a lot of people will do for Lyme disease. That's something that can affect your performance. Even in your pleasure horse, Lyme disease can make them feel not so good. So um, thinking about, you know, making sure they're vaccinated for that. Every horse should have a Coggins. Let's not forget about that. You might not be going anywhere, but just traveling on your property. But it's very important for the overall horse population uh, to make sure that we keep infectious mm -hmm. anemia away. So make sure that your horse has a Coggins. Plus, you get a call from a friend and you <laughs> want to go out trail riding in one of the state parks. You know, you need to have that. So make sure you have it. Um, so, you know, really the basic care that you would give to all horses, the pleasure horses need. Um, but then let's not forget that they can develop issues again, like that arthritis and be very proactive so that you're not all of a sudden ending up with a horse who's lame and going, gosh, you know, how'd this happen? Well, I think too, um, I think too, the, one of the things about these pleasure horses or horses that you don't, you know, put to the test all the time. One of the common things is overlooked medical attention can turn into behavior problems. And people are like, why is my horse all of a sudden acting like this? Well, maybe his teeth hurt, you know, something like that. Exactly. That's a great point. And we always say, try to address any medical conditions that could be causing your horse to have a behavioral issue before you go you know, really increasing the training on them um, because they may be trying to tell you something. And the only way that they can tell us is by limping or by acting out. And mm. um, again, the teeth, uh, gastric ulcers, even though we think our pleasure horses don't have a very stressful life, some of them just are internalizers. Um, so you don't realize that they've got some stress in their life. So again, we said with losing weight, maybe it's the teeth, but maybe they're not eating well because they have stomach ulcers. And, mm -hmm. you know, that can happen in pleasure horses just as easily as it can in your elite sport horses. Do you know what the problem I have with uh, my pleasure horse who I recently acquired? Uh, what? Dr. Sally is, um, well, his name is Billy, but I call him Fat Bill. Okay. He's fat. And he needs to work harder, <laughs> but he's just, so I'm assuming that obesity is probably something you have to worry about with horses that are in light work as well. Definitely. Um, we tend to want to kill our horses with kindness. Um, there are so, so many. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Sorry. Sorry, Dr. Sally. Go ahead, please. Ignore <laughs> the peanut gallery. <laughs> there are so many lovely feed stuffs out there and it's so yummy and we want to give our horses treats all the time and in Virginia where I am we have so much beautiful grass that um, obesity is quite the issue and if they're not working hard to use up those calories um, yes we end up with fat horses and fat horses get more health issues um, they can have arthritis and joint problems because of the extra weight. They can suffer from laminitis, um, which is quite a difficult condition to be dealing with. And, um, you know, just not good for their overall, you know, cardiovascular health as well. So a lot of times we tell people, you know, you have to put a muzzle on your horse 
if they're going out in that grass pasture and people get so sad and I say, but if you don't have that muzzle on them, we're going to have bigger problems. So we really need to just, you know, do what's right by the horse. It might make you sad, but it's going to keep them healthier. It makes my pony sad too. Don't give me that. (laughs) He's sad too in that dry lot. That is a lie. I I did a video, Dr. Sally, of me. So I have an Andalusian and a paint horse and that both wear muzzles when they go out because I'm in Oklahoma and we've had so much rain. The grass is knee high. It's just amazing. But both of them will pop like a tick. I mean, laminitis will be in my back pocket by the end of the day. So what I did was I made a video of muzzling my horses. And this is I don't know if they're smart or just really dumb, probably dumb. Uh, I, if I put like a a low fat gastric support cookie in their muzzle, they dive their heads into the muzzle because they're naturally chubbier kind of animals and they love food. And now every day when I walk up to them with the muzzle, I mean, my Andalusian bangs the door because he's like, put it on me. So Glenn, I don't want to hear your sad horse excuse. He looks good this year, though. I, I don't have a fat pony right now, which is very nice. <laughs> that is, well, congratulations. Are you muzzling pro- appropriately? No, well, he's a dry lot, so I don't have oh. to. <laughs> he took the muzzle off. He wouldn't keep any muzzle on. He's a pony. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I then am... sometimes people start feeling sad for their their farm and their pasture. Like, oh, but that dry lot doesn't look pretty on my beautiful you know, grass farm. But they are necessary. So you're doing the right thing. I Good don't job, like it. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Well, Dr. Sally, where can people find out more about you and what you do? If they have any questions, they can follow up with you. They can find me on our website at totalequinevets.com um, or they can call our office at 703-505-2320. We welcome any questions that anyone has. Fantastic, Dr. Hyman. Thank you so much for joining us again and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. I hope to talk to you in the future again. Non-GMO whole food nutrition is the basis of the entire Daily Dose Equine program. We never forget that natural is better and simplicity is key. Our full line of specialty horse feeds is unique in the industry. We start with high-quality non-GMO grains that are flame-roasted for safety and better digestibility. And then we add non-GMO alfalfa, timothy, peas, sunflower seeds, and flax. Your horse will enjoy unsurpassed balanced core nutrition with elevated levels of vitamins, zinc, and copper, prebiotics, probiotics, and electrolytes in every mouthful. Find the perfect formulation for your horse at DailyDoseEquine.com. Select Daily Dose Equine formulations are available nationwide through Chewy.com and TractorSupply.com. Well, that was fun. I like having her on. But now I need to hear about your trailer. So remind everybody what you did and what kind of flooring you got put in it. Um, it's called worm flooring, W E R M flooring. And what and did that you have stands a wood for? Floor and aluminum floor to begin with. I had an aluminum okay. floor. And the problem with aluminum floors is it's more maintenance than than it should be for like a wood floor. The aluminum ones, they say, if you read, you're supposed to, every time you travel with a horse that urinates on the floor, you're yep. supposed to pull all the mats out, clean it out. Oh, you that, mean pulling the mats out isn't fun, Jamie? <laughs> it, it, it's not fun. And I've had the trailer for years and I've done it like once. And I, I started to get stressed about... 
like the horse is just falling through the floor. Like that's going to happen, but it could, you know, and so I was getting real nervous about it and I wanted to have some sort of other floor. So I found this technology and it's called worm flooring and W E R M stands for we eliminate rubber mats. I'm in. <laughs> so you took, we took the mats out, we power washed the floor and we took it in and they like basically trowel this floor that's rubber and it's almost like little tiny rubber balls like but it it, it smooshes out does I, I probably should not be describing this is this is the non salesperson telling you about the floor they smoosh a bunch of rubber onto my floor <laughs> and it like makes a new floor and it's it's a uh, slip resistant and the horses, you know, the water runs off of it, urine runs off of it. And then you just pressure wash it when you're done. People have asked me, are you going to put, so it's a little down. bumpy. It's not smooth, right? It's like, it's like if you felt an asphalt, okay. how it's like yep. brr, a little bumpy there, yep. but um, it's, it's just awesome. And it's so clean. I like took pictures of me laying on it in the trailer floor. <laughs> like it's so nice. First world problem. I have to ship some horses tomorrow and I don't want to get, get my dirty. floor dirty. It's so nice. <laughs> and so I'm really, really happy with it. And, and you can, it's two, it's $14 a square foot or something. And I, if you get a specific color, you can, it's $2 more. And so I went and got the color and I wanted green because my barn colors of my barn are white and green. So I wanted to get green and, um, put some little black in there. Well, now it looks like it ain't putting green. Of course. <laughs> did. I saw Chad, the picture. It looks like a putting green. It looks like once you look at it, you're like, Oh, it's not, you know, putting grass. But once you, like we open the door, Chad's like, Oh my God, I could drive on this. I'm like, <laughs> don't you get your golf club close to He's going to be drilling a hole in the floor to put a hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, on a side note, I had to use, I did have to use my trailer, not for horses. I think I used this analogy last week when my hay, came in i feel like a squirrel who's like gathering nuts preparing for winter um because i think hay was so hard to find last year with the drought that this year i'm like on it i've got 32 bales i've got another 10 coming and i haven't even bailed my pasture yet i'm like i'm gonna be ready with the hay um but with that i needed some better ways to because i'm gonna use more round bales this year i needed some round bale feeders and like I really, I want stuff to like those hay rings for cattle that, that mm -hmm. just waste so much for mm -hmm. horses. So I found these elevated metal feeders. They're like really, really nice. And I had to go pick them up yesterday. And I just thought, how the hell am I going to get these home? Well, enter my worm flooring. <laughs> I took my trailer. I'm able to take all the middle partition. We slid them all in. So I finally used my trailer yesterday and I got new round bell feeders. Oh my God. The stuff that we do for horses. I, I would be like traveling through Europe if I wasn't spending <laughs> $9 million preparing yeah, those aren't for cheap, winter. Those round bell things. No, no, they uh, were not. They were not. But they're, they're I'll show you the a picture. The was probably cheaper than the round bale. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The, basically, two of the round bale feeders is about the same price as the floor. <laughs> so I, I, this week, is, I need a raise. I've spent a lot of money this week. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so anyway, I've got, the, I feel like, like I said, I feel like I'm a squirrel who's hiding nuts. Like, yep. and, and. Yeah, it looked cool. As a matter of fact, after I mentioned it, of course, Jennifer. Now she's looking up to see if there's somebody. There are people that can. There are people that can do it across the country, not just in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so they had this huge map in their office with all these push pins, and I was like, "What are those 
what do those represent? Oh, those are all the dealers. And they were literally all over the country. So I know this one was, their website was like WERM flooring.com. Um, but you could just Google it and find somebody in your area. I'm pretty excited. I'm still going to put, you know, like one square rubber mat under where the horse stands. Cause I'm, I'm paranoid if they're going to paw it, you know, sometimes you put them in the trailer and they paw, paw, paw. I'd rather have them paw well, one rubber mat. Be, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a two year warranty with it yeah, as you well. Think that would be resistant to pawing, right? I, I, you know what, as weird as I was about the aluminum floor, now I'm going to be weirder <laughs> about this one, <laughs> but you're paranoia knows no end. <laughs> I, well, again, if you think it's hard being around me, you should try being me. It's way harder. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, I'm interested to see how it holds up and. I, I had never heard of it before you mentioned it last week. Yeah, I'm pretty so. excited. Now, Glenn, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. You you said it, there's not nothing to do in your area because it's a billion degrees and it sucks outside. It's August. It sucks yeah, it's everywhere. It's like our winter. Yeah. Have you decided to go see the Barbie movie yet? Uh, no, I will I'll be passing on that. Oh, uh, I may try it when it comes to video, but maybe not either. I mean, this is like a family of three boys. We shot BBs at Barbies. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Did you really? Oh, yeah. We would take all of our, we would build those little, do they still have little car models, little plastic models? You'd use the glue and build them. We used to build them and then we'd take the BB gun and shoot them to pieces. And then uh, any, you know, if there were, if there was a doll lying around, that got shot too. So, yeah. (laughs) Four boys, that's what happens. Uh, No, so I did not. But I found this, you found this article and I was reading, you sent it to me. I was like, oh my God. So this is from Yahoo Entertainment. There was this article about how bad people are being at theaters. I mean, just rude. The, the article mentions that this guy got, got the security guards asked him to leave and they said, dude, you cannot be naked in here. Apparently, the Barbie movie, he was naked. And he was all confused and upset that he couldn't be naked in the theater. He was getting all worked up. Um, well, Jocelyn sent me this article and, and I, I thought it was funny because I thought you'd find it was funny that there was somebody naked in the article. And, and, and when they were, when I was reading it, th- like he would leave or put clothes on. And what, what got me was apparently five security guards couldn't get him to leave. And so they asked the rest of the crowd to help get him out. But meanwhile, Barbie was still playing in the background. <laughs> that must have been a juxtaposition, seeing this well, going on with Barbie. This is the quote from one of the girls at the movie. Okay. Okay. So, so the security's like, y'all help us get him out of here. And everybody's, some people are like, get out of here, man. This is a quote from somebody. Like, it was the moment that we were like all about to start dying laughing. And the security guard was like totally ruining our moment being like, everybody started yelling. And we were like, no, we're trying to watch the movie. <laughs> Your job to get the guy out. <laughs> like there's a naked guy in the theater, but you're like, shh, down in front. <laughs> but you know, the article went on to talk about the, the problems that are in theaters right now. Now we don't experience many of these because you got to remember the average age here in Ocala is about what ninety nine. So <laughs> you know, our movie theaters are filled with uh, people who aren't really being rude. But the article just went on and on and on. Examples of I guess phones are the biggest problem in movie theaters. People scrolling, people actually watching videos on YouTube with the sound on while they're watching the movie. 
Oh my God. Well, I did see a lot of, uh, so I was up at the top when I saw Barbie and like, there was probably five or six different times I saw people or five or six different people taking flash photography of themselves in a selfie while watching the movie (laughs) with the flash on with the flash on, which by the way, completely avoids out the background. So you're an idiot. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there were just all these examples. I don't know that I have seen it. You know, I know what we were like when I was teenagers. Back in those days, spitballs were a thing. So, you know, there was always spitballs in the movie there. Um, But I don't, I haven't seen that too much here. I guess just people being drunk and rude. I wonder if the theaters that have alcohol now, if we see more of that. Uh, I think one of the paragraphs in here talks about some guy who was cheering and going crazy during it. He was like, sorry, y'all, I'm wasted. (laughs) Oh, my God. Have a seat, sir. You need to leave. I mean, there's always been the kids that have been, you know, bored or, you know, screaming or rowdy. Uh, And I guess there's always been teenagers at movies causing trouble. Yeah. But some of these examples were extreme. (laughs) (laughs) Yahoo.com. You can look it all up yourself. One had an experience that was ruined by a visibly drunk group of women. You mean a drunk group of women went to Barbie? Big surprise. They were dancing, having conversations with the on-screen characters, and making loud noises. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the theater I'm at sells alcohol, and they made like four or five different pink Barbie drinks. So, I mean, they're encouraging it. Yeah, and they probably go for, what, $20 each? I'm sure. <laughs> you think popcorn is expensive. So if, you had, uh, if you've had a rude movie experience, let us know. We want to hear about it. Yeah. Or, or you're you with a rude one. You can let us know. <laughs> <laughs> if you were the drunk and disorderly yeah, if one. you were the one. All right. Uh, Statelinetac.com right now has a clear end of season clearance. That's right. They're getting rid of all the summer stuff, trying to get in the winter stuff. I remember this time of year when we had our store. You had to get rid of all the stuff to make room for the blankets because the damn blankets took up so much room. Uh, ready? Uh, they have right now, if you go on there, they have up to 75% off. Now, these will be limited quantities, so you're going to want to get on there quickly. They A lot of them are one in stock, two in stock, different sizes, things like that. But there is uh, 10 pages, 480 items on here right now that they're trying to clear out of the warehouse. So head on over to statelinetech.com. And they also have some back-to-school stuff as well. If if your kids need new, uh, new show stuff for the fall, then you can check it out in their back-to-school. That's what they consider their back-to-school stuff is new show stuff. So you can find that in the back-to-school section right there on the homepage. I want to go back to school to the horse shows. <laughs> Yes. I mean, wouldn't that be fun? Well, um, coming up next, we have, well, we have some weird news, right? Uh, One or two. Yeah. Not Florida, right? Some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. When I said one or two, I was being sarcastic. Okay. (laughs) Because in the last week, multiple stories sent in by Rosemary, Janelle, Jolyn, Matt, Laureen, Elizabeth, Serenity, Margaret, Jocelyn, Lisa, April. Should I go on? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you all for sending me your weird news stories. So many, I don't get to all of them. But if you want to, if you're for reading 
something on the internet and you're like, whoa, that's really weird. That's what I want. Email it to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com uh, with weird news in the subject line. The one of you who sent me the story about the guy with the flagpole through his eye, I can't read that on the air. Come on now. I can't <laughs> How many do people that. sent the one I did the other day? That's in the national news now. I've seen it everywhere now. The lady with the snake and the hawk. That's been everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I, like I said, you need to have a helmet if you're going to be out there mowing the grass. <laughs> I'm never mowing again. Okay, so the first thing, I sent you a text message, Glenn, and okay. I would like for you to now open it and react to the photo that I sent you. Oh, is this the guy with the eyeball? No. Okay. Ooh, that's something. <laughs> that's not something you see every day. This is in Mifflin County, Pennsylvania. Oh On goodness. August 6th at 3.15 p.m., Junction Fire Company was called to assist the Decatur Volunteer Fire Company because those volunteers had no idea what to do. There was a report, Glenn, of a car crash. It is. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Upon arrival, the vehicle was found to have crashed into a house. On the second floor. How the heck? The vehicle is on the porch roof and took out the dormer on the second floor. How did it get up there? Okay, well, there is a good good explanation for all of this. Apparently, the driver, who shall remain nameless, was traveling at a high rate of speed. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Veered off the road into a field. There was a change in elevation between the field and the house. And because of this, he hit the change and the high rate of speed. And it looks like the Dukes of Hazard when they were trying to jump a building and they just crashed right into the second floor. I mean, it is, it is a car in a roof. roof. (laughs) Um, it became airborne before hitting the house. Now, according to state police, charges are pending against the 20-year-old driver mm. that includes <clears throat> aggravated assault, recklessly endangering another person, and criminal mischief. Here's the kicker, Glenn. It was determined through an investigation that the crash was intentional. He really? meant to do this. <laughs> wow. Some kind of yeah. mission impossible. It is. It's crazy. So I, I, I'll try to remember to post that picture. I, I don't know how I can post that picture online without getting some sort of like weird. Somebody will try to buy the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It is. It's weird. All right. I'm going to do a two for right here. Okay. It's a two for one. One story is in Whitehall, New York. And the other story, we are going to head over to Scotland um, to the Loch Ness Center. Okay. I would pronounce the name, but I can't. So we're, just think the Loch Ness, the, 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 the water. You've been there, right? Yep. 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 What, what's that? It's Iverness, Scotland. It, yep. That's right. And there's uh, the Loch Ness Center is at the. Drum Nedrochit Hotel. There you go. Okay, so we're in in Iverness, Scotland. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I've been told uh, in Whitehall, New York. So in Whitehall, New York, there's a festival coming up for um, <clears throat> all Bigfoot enthusiasts. Okay, <laughs> there's some. There's mean, a it's big. It's not exclusive to Florida. It's going to be 
It says, mark your calendars and make travel arrangements for this once-a-year family-friendly event in upstate New York. But I thought Bigfoot was here in Oklahoma. What do I know? There's going to be Bigfoot researchers and evidence, live music, a beer garden, food trucks, and community organizations, and so much more. They're going to showcase the incredible history of Sasquatch in Whitehall. Okay. Now we're going to go over to Scotland. The Loch Ness Center is calling for a buddy monster hunters and volunteers to join in what it dubs the largest search for the Loch Ness monster since the 70s. Okay. I mean, I'm no doctor or anything, but when I look at that picture of the Loch Ness monster, that famous black and white photograph with its head poking out, it literally looks like a toy sticking out of water and it looks six inches tall. That's apparently, you know, the Loch Ness monster. Mm -hmm. So, What they're doing now, because they are so sure that Nessie is down there, they are going to deploy drones equipped with infrared cameras producing thermal images of the water from the air, and they're going to institute a hydrophone to detect acoustic signals under the water. And then they're asking volunteers to keep an eye out for breaks or other movements on top of the water with guidance from experts and what to look for and how to record your findings. This is a big deal. Or we could so, take all that money and feed the homeless. <laughs> so either go to Whitehall, New York, or Iverness, Scotland, and you can hunt for things that may or may not be there. <laughs> I'm guessing not. This this is a weird news story, but it's also called Creepy News. This is a, a, a side segment I'm doing called Creepy News, which I feel like I've covered this before, but I don't know if this is the same guy and they finally caught him or if this is a whole different person. There's like some underground thing where people like to do this. This person in Nevada has been breaking into women's condos in Lake Tahoe and they wake up with him fondling their feet. Okay, this has happened with multiple yeah, women. You, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. you did mention this one before. Yeah, but it wasn't in Nevada. Okay, it was like somewhere on the East Coast. So there's like a, a, a bunch of, there's more than one individual <laughs> who breaks into places and women wake up with this guy rubbing their feet or something. Mark Anthony Gonzalez was arrested on Tuesday uh, as he was uh, two counts of burglary and two counts of battery in his alleged foot fondling escapades. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? It said, once inside, he positioned himself at the foot of the bed and rubbed the feet of two separate adult females. Each female awoke from their sleep. Yeah, no kidding. Usually happens when somebody's rubbing your feet. (laughs) Once a week, the females confronted him and he fled the scene. (laughs) I don't get that fetish. Maybe it's because I've been around horsewomen and, uh, you know. Our feet are gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for saying that for me. I appreciate um, it. <laughs> he has also been indicated in some other crimes, including theft of women's shoes. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy definitely has a betterhelp.com might be. <laughs> <laughs> they should be a sponsor. We're going to go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and this is going to be the home of Nacho Normal, regular weird news story. And you're going to see what I did there when the 
Arkansas Department of Transportation had to clean up an accident with an 18-wheeler. And unfortunately, the 18-wheeler tipped over and all of its contents spilled out onto the road. What were the contents in this 18-wheeler? You never know what the things are pulling around. Nacho cheese, okay? Really? There is, I mean, I'm looking at the overhead photo of this. There's probably 10 miles of traffic because they had to shut down the freeway because literally I'm looking at, I mean, it's like cans, you know, like the big cans of nacho cheese. The truck dumped over the cans. It looks like all of them busted open and the entire, because it's like those pop tops because I can see the pop tops on the floor. The entire freeway is covered in nacho cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Get your, get your chips out. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Taco Tuesday, anyone? I love it. Uh, yeah. So the that was um, going to be a nacho cheese shortage. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 it's. There's a lot of nacho cheese on the freeway. Can you imagine how much that stinks after a couple oh, hours yeah. in the sun in Arkansas? Can you imagine the birds? Oh my God, the birds, <laughs> the dogs. Everybody, my dogs love cheese more than anything. Now, uh, on the other side of the country, this happened in California. It's kind of a, an aside to this story. A truck that was carrying chocolate, okay? A semi truck carrying 40,000 pounds of chocolate went up in flames on Monday morning. And when the crews arrived oh, that's on the just scene. Not right. The entire tractor trailer was fully engulfed in flames and all the chocolate was lost, melted onto the freeway. <laughs> Again, nacho cheese or chocolate. I'll take chocolate, but whatever, flood your boat. Wow. That, that's sad. That's a huge <laughs> loss. 40,000 pounds of chocolate. Like I said, when you're driving by those tractor trailers and you can't, they don't have windows on there, just know that something weird is in there. Okay. And you How don't many want to. How they have to empty, up, empty the shop back to clean that up? How does one keep 40,000 pounds of chocolate in the back of a tractor trailer driving across the country from melting? I guess <laughs> like, refrigerated, maybe? <laughs> I guess it's a refrigerated truck. That sounds expensive. It does. One more? That's it. We're done. We're that done. All right. How do people send them in if they if they want to submit one? Well, just like Rosemary, Janelle, JoLynn, Matt, Laureen, Elizabeth, Serenity, Margaret, Jocelyn, Lisa, and April all did. They emailed it to Jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line. And Jamie is spelled J-A-M-I-E, the correct way, not the other ways. (laughs) Yeah, the other way. We have one of the other way, but uh, that's how you spell Jamie. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. The National Reining Horse Association episode will be tomorrow. We'll do – I won't be here on Friday, but Lisa's filling in for me. And I got to tell you, Lisa got it. She got her fiber internet. Oh, my God. She can so do exciting. the show from home for the first time in 14 years. So Now, you can cut this out if you want. But can we say why you're not going to be here on Friday? Let me do this. And you can cut it out if you want. Glenn was supposed to be out of town, but he can't go out of town because his wife is worried about her horse. (laughs) So your entire vacation plans are canceled because of Nigel. Yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) You're still taking a day off. Good on you, buddy. I'm definitely doing that. Go see Barbie. (laughs) Yeah. So Lisa will be here and we'll still do some really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Auditors, hold on. We'll chat with you for a minute or two after the show.